0: Let's hope I don't burp today. Good morning. Good morning, or whatever time you're listening. Um, I'm Liz. I'm Naomi. And I'm, we're the Rang girls.
1: It. Oh, we don't usually do it that way. No,
0: we'll have to work on our intro a
1: little more. um, but we are so happy to be recording this morning and uh we have a listener question for you so we're excited to jump into that yeah and other than that we have no plan <laughs> yep it'll be another free form episode um, and if you're watching on youtube uh naomi has her mama needs a run shirt from sarah marie running company oh yeah They've she's rebranded their name uh and i have chasing boston from a now they this company doesn't exist anymore. She was like just a girl making sure it's out of her house. And speaking of a girl making sure it's out (laughs) of their house, we had the funeral for my, essentially, father-in-law yesterday. And so now I will have the time to produce our... Uh, pre-order merch that will ship out um, this weekend. So. Yeah, so thanks for your patience.
0: We yeah, thank get you guys so much, too. not
1: just for your patience, but for your order, for everything. And yeah. so we're excited to get those in, into production and um, and sent out to you. And so we really just appreciate it so much. And we're going to come up with some more cute little shirts. Yeah, it'll be so fun. I definitely think we need Hills Pay the Bills. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. we got a lot of cute ideas. And speaking of Hills Pay the Bills, like we are going to be doing a ton of Hill workouts in the next coming weeks because after listening to the swap podcast um but not this week's episode but last week's episode and they talked about uh, they they praise the just running economy development of running uphills but they talked about the neuromuscular like kind of benefit. Devastation or, that happens <laughs> running downhills. That's a great and way to put so it. And so we really need to work on that for this downhill marathon. And, you know, Boston is coming up this mm-hmm. this week. And I'm actually surprised that there's not a little bit more with Boston training. There's a lot of focus on speed. But there is, it is a gradual down for mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, it's rollers, but with a down. And those three hills in the middle, they're not, it's not so much that they're big giant hills that are kind of impossible. It's just where they happen in the race after kind of being trashed from going downhill for so long.
0: Yeah, I saw actually an excellent, um, I'll have to go find it, and figure out who it was, whether it was Running Explained or someone else, but posted an excellent, like, how to run the Boston course, breaking it down, and, and like, from, basically, from 21 on was a net downhill, which was, like, yeah, that was a little surprising, and that would be an area where your legs have been trashed, but that point, yeah. mile 21, they're going to be trashed anyway, let alone you've got these up, so then you've got to really work on how to, you know. Make sure you're like the whole course is in that downhill. It is, yeah. but I think like you know because it yeah. gets a lot of heat for that 18 to 20 section with the bigger hills yeah. or 14 to 20, whatever it is. So there's downhill from the start, then those you know those the new hills, the new yeah. hills, and then downhill again. So yeah, that's a really like you said, it's a uh, something we have to work on when we're planning to race downhill or anyone who's planning to race downhill. You've got.
1: Yeah. It's good. to
0: break down more than you realize. Racing
1: downhill can be a great way to kind of break through time barriers mentally. Um You know, that's the and funny physically. thing. I was thinking today about, you know, we're coming up on our marathon and we're going back to the course where I BQ'd for the first time. Yeah. And I remember... um you know i'd had a couple of bq attempts before and uh, when the time was 340 before they had changed the standard and i that year we had been training and i ran a 341 and they had just changed the standard so um you know but i was still just like that minute off and then we go to california and when i thought i crossed the finish line I thought I had crossed in 335.02, but it was 334.58, which was a BQ. And I remember telling um, my uh, friend who was a coach for team and training, Chris Johnston, I remember telling him, you know, now that I've done it, I don't think it's ever going to be impossible again. Like i just, it's going to feel so possible. So whenever you're going for these time goals, like remember that it is a mental barrier as much as it is a physical barrier. Um, like not more so. Yeah. Yeah. I remember running, trying to break 25 minutes for the longest time in the the 5k. And, like, I would run a 25.03 and a 25.13 and a 25.01. Yeah. And then one day I ran a 24.44. And
0: it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I had a similar, yeah. Like, I think my 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 5K at that time, yeah, I think I was doing the same thing. I trying to break 25. I was, I was elated with, like, a 25.08 or whatever. I was yeah. like, okay, awesome. And then, um, you know, and then, like, the next year, yeah, like, I took it down to, you know, 23. It was like a huge yeah. drop as i like you know grew in fitness but it was like it is it's these mental barriers even more so than yeah, physical yeah even
1: more than physical and it's really staying mentally tough through the race and so um so it's just funny that you know I do. I think, like, as we're heading into Boston, or Boston, mountains to beach, I think that, you know, I am a little mentally like concerned, but I, sh- I shouldn't be because, like, it's just running. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. It's just running. Yeah.
0: No, it's, so. I think it really helps. We picked such an attainable goal this time. It's not a yeah. stretch goal. And we really still, You know our goal is fluid we're not like setting it in stone and and saying we have to do x we're not saying we have to break four hours yeah but i think we can i think it's there
1: yeah i i think it's definitely something that's attainable um you know i think that it's it'll be whatever kind of happens on race day right the conditions of race day
0: could always you know it could be 80 degrees (laughs) cycle i never know
1: we we both feel so beat up that like it's it's very different training for a marathon. Yes, in with injuries. Late thirties, early forties, with in, with like you Know injury hiccups, niggles, than it is like in your early or even mid 30s, yeah, when your body's just like responding, right?
0: And like recovering. <laughs> maybe it's
1: pre pandemic, post pandemic, like maybe it's pandemic
0: fatigue. I don't right. know, right? <laughs> it's hard to know. I think I, for me, I just feel like it's age. I don't know. I just feel like this, yeah, yeah it definitely feels I, different. This cycle, it feels my like my body age. doesn't rebound the way it did. Yeah. And so, no, my
1: body's completely different than it that was too. at 35. Like. It's yep. just a completely different body. Um, and I don't know if I don't know like if it's age or if it's just right, you know, having be season de- of life. been season then detrained for a year. Yeah. I I mean, it's just it's so it's so different. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump into the since we love to talk about shoes, we're gonna go ahead and jump into a listener question. Yeah. So um Jess, um, yeah.
0: which of course she's she's a super fan of super the show <laughs> fan
1: and wonderful friend of ours. Yes,
0: so she reached out and asked, um, you know, can you guys recommend a shoe that weighs less than ten ounces? Because her, so she has been running in mostly Hoka's. She's been running in the Bondies a lot. Mm-hmm. She has developed an IT band issue that has okay. completely side uh, sidelined, or you know gotten her off yeah. track with her training it's really been a rough
1: I don't think it injury. has anything to do with the shoe the so weight of the shoe the is, weight of the show no. so here's here's the thing when you when you're talking about shoes and when you're talking about injuries um and I am going to be speaking from just my brain here so if I catch something say something wrong I apologize I promise it's coming from good intentions but in general I have found that IT band issues stem from Two weak muscles, and one of them is up in your glutes. Uh you there's yep. some weakness or imbalance in your glutes. The medius, glute medius, yeah. and the other muscle is the vastus medialis oblique, which is the small quadricep muscle on the inside of the knee. And so those two muscles, and I'm not sure. I think the tight IT band actually causes that weakness in that VMO Mm -hmm. um, if it starts from the glute, but either way, I see all of that tying together, and so I don't think the weight two ounces on the shoes is really going to make the difference. What could make the difference is working on form. Like, working on running economy and working on form could help, but I think the biggest thing is going to be to get into a physical therapist that's familiar with runners. Unfortunately, that means you're not going to physical therapy off the street or the one that, you know, helped when your mom broke her elbow and had to, you know, learn things or that helped when you're, you know your friends had hip replacement surgery. A yeah. running injury is very different from rehab from a surgery. So you need to make sure that you're visiting a physical therapist that has experience with athletes. So there are plenty out there. Um, in this area, I def- I recommend um, the Virginia Center for Reproductive Medicine. Is that, yeah at the Spine Institute. Um, It's the physical therapy office. Um, It's in Reston. And uh, I used to see the physical therapist, Danny. He's no longer there. Virginia Fitness and Therapy. Fitness and Therapy (laughs) is what it's
0: called now. Yeah, Virginia Fitness and Therapy, right? It used to be
1: VCRM. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did they change their name again? Anyway, (laughs) I also recommend at um, Town Center Orthopedics, I think it's Town Center Orthopedics, Dr. Justin Hemmer, he's a physical therapist and he's fantastic. Um, anyway we've, you've got to take care and even if you're not gonna go do physical therapy you can go online clamshells yeah okay, you can go online look for and, a
0: myrtle routine yeah M-
1: you can do clamshells R- for for that glute need you're gonna want to also look at a rehab that for patellofemoral pain syndrome or runners knee mm-hmm. because that's going to help build those quadricep muscles too which are probably kind of lacking those smaller quads and You're not going to, if your IT band hurts, you're not going to roll the crap out of it. You're not going to try to loosen your IT band up. Because why your IT band is tight and why it hurts is it's trying to find stability between the hip and the knee, okay? So there's something unstable so the IT band tightens up. When you beat the crap out of that IT band, you are not helping the problem because that laxity is going to come back and now you're also going to have, like, kind of injured that IT band. Tightness is not an injury. Tightness is a symptom, and pain in a runner, is a symptom that something else is wrong. Yeah. Um, So, like, okay, patella, like, or uh, plantar fasciitis, right? That is a symptom, that tightness, that pain, that pulling, is a symptom that something is happening structurally in the foot, slightly too much load, like, too much volume, or now, like, too much, like, um work for what it is and so that arch has started to stretch out and fall that calf muscle has tightened up so that patella or that um, plantar fasciitis is also symptom of that lower leg and that calf area and that you know and because of that that arch and usually it's from slightly too much volume for what your body could handle at that time or not enough strength for what your body had at that time and it sucks all these things are are like the, um, these running injuries, they kind of pop up after it's kind of too late. Right. And you, But what's nice is you can run through both of them. You really can. Like they're not going to – you can treat the problem and continue to train as long as pain doesn't sacrifice your sleep.
0: Yeah, and it's always up the kinetic chain. So, yeah, for me, mm-hmm. it's the t- tightness in the calf that's caused my PT or uh, my PF. And my, and the tightness in the calf is because I started forefoot four striking more yeah. and learned how to like relearn how to run, which good and a bad thing. Cause now, yeah, maybe it upped my cadence, but it also actually has, you know, caused this problem. That out. is
1: a fantastic thing to talk about today. foot, midfoot, heel strike. What should you be doing? Okay, you ready? Yeah. So there was a time in the early 2010s where everybody was talking about barefoot running and forefoot striking and and midfoot striking and and like being closer up on your toes and barefoot running, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the way to run. Yeah, but after of, Born to Run came out, after Born to Run came out, right? And then and there was also this big right before that there was this push of get people in the right stability shoes. Yeah, of like get them in. Like like everyone's a pronator. Everyone needs high stability, mid stability, like let's get big beefy shoes. So it was kind of coming off this cycle of big beefy shoes. We were going into minimalists. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, if you're a heel striker, you need to learn to midfoot and forefoot. This is wrong. You ready? Here we go. Um, forefoot striking is if you naturally do it and midfoot striking. You naturally do it that's fantastic awesome great on you your risk high risks of injury are going to be in your calf and your lower leg mm-hmm. right if you're a heel striker and you do not have any injuries great do not change but your risk of injuries are gonna be in the hamstring and behind the knee so yep. you're gonna be dealing more with the IT bands you're gonna be dealing more with that high hamstring issue so you're gonna be dealing with more upper leg issues right if you are a forefoot striker naturally, and those a calf and, and Achilles and all those things are really bothering you, you may want to practice getting back down because you can kind of trade off. You can change your running economy if something just isn't healing. Now, Naomi was a heel striker
0: who was dealing with chronic, yeah, chronic, hamstring issue. Like, we're talking six years. It was not a, like, short-lived issue. And with the
1: stroller, she learned to kind of forefoot strike, and the hamstring is gone.
0: Yeah, the hamstring is completely gone. (laughs) And I traded off for the planter. Yeah, and it didn't show up right away. Like, we're talking about, it did not, you know, it was a good, because I started, it was a lot of stroller running during the pandemic. Yeah. I was pushing, pushing Julian, and, you know, kind of practicing and and just playing around with my gait. Not really thinking that I was, I was not intentionally going to forefoot. It was just like a game. I was with just playing stroller, with the stroller though, it is easy, much easier to run higher up on your toes yeah. with the stroller. Yeah. Just like
1: the kind of, because it pushes you're leaning you forward. forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, the other thing, heel strikers um, have a lot more front of the leg, lower leg issues versus back of the leg, lower leg issues. It's the
0: upper back so of the leg. So I,
1: yeah. um, I was a heel striker. And I had debilitating shin splints, like, and a stress fracture in my shin. Yeah. And that I took six weeks off. And I was just running 5Ks at the time. I took six weeks off and worked with tip and came yeah. completely onto my toes. And so I am, like, a toe runner. Yeah. I'm probably a little more midfoot now than I've ever been with the with the weight and being, like, I – my stride length has shortened so much coming back this this season than it was when I was – Um, racing in in peak fitness. My stride length is shorter. My cadence is actually higher, which I'm hoping is a good thing. Uh, It has to be. (laughs) I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm just kind of following Jeff's like, keep it quick, keep it light. Because I would imagine the moment I want to kind of open up that stride length, that quick cadence with a large stride will get me some pretty great speed. We just haven't played around with it much. Well, Except this weekend.
0: (laughs) Well, and and that's another thing actually about, um, you know, stride length is another issue where people who are over striding will end up with more chronic like hamstring kind of issues. Oh, yeah. you're if you find that your like strides are super long, I I guess, how would you look at that on, I guess Uh, in your Garmin? On
1: Garmin, there is a stride length. Um, Mm -hmm. There's like average stride length. And what you can do is you can kind of go back and look at like, runs where you were in kind of peak fitness with no injuries and then you can look at what you're currently doing you can kind of see patterns i wouldn't look at one run off the cuff i would kind of maybe chart it out as patterns um certainly slower runs are going to have shorter stride lengths faster runs are going to have longer stride lengths but the interesting thing is the my stride length um between my two marathons my two bqs there's a small difference in those. And I'll have to go back and look. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's a small difference. So maybe elevation plays a role, too. Um, but yeah, so back to Jess's question with the bondi. She was curious about, is the bondi causing this? And I would say more, it's her foot strike pattern. Versus the actual shoe itself. Yeah. So working on it, this could be this could be the wrong shoe for all the time training. Mm-hmm. My recommendation, and people don't love this because running shoes are so expensive, is you should be rotating a bunch of running shoes. And this recommendation comes from old, old, you know, you need to let your foam rebound in the closet. Yeah. Oh, um, old oh knowledge. Myths That's a are, myth. Yeah, it's a myth. No you longer don't. But the idea is, and even if you're rotating between two of the exact same pairs of shoes, you're going to have slightly different wear patterns on every pair, and those are going to keep your small muscles kind of adapting, and you're also not going to wear down a pair um, to where you get three to four weeks out from race day and they're dead and you need new shoes. But you don't have brand new. Right, and then now you've got a new pair of shoes that feel slightly different and they cause one of those small muscle niggles yeah. or injuries that kind of derails the rest of your training. You need to have a pair, you need to, I really think, three to four pairs of shoes in your rotation. And if you think about it this way, let's say you're running 100 miles a month and each pair, this is on average, and each pair lasts three mile, 300 miles. If you buy three pairs, you've got nine months of running, nine months of running you're just front loading that cost right um or as you're coming into running, buy a pair every month, and then you're always it's like c d laddering you're yeah. always so you always have one expiring and one new one coming yeah. in yeah
0: so. and ideally, if you can like and I wasn't doing this for a long time, I was wearing the same brand the same make model of shoe and even though i might rotate you know they would be the same shoe so ideally with especially like when jess is asking about she's got the bondi i know she also started running in the mocks i think she's using them for speed work but maybe look at a brand that's not the same um yeah because if you've got like so for me if i've got the rinko and the mock they're both going to have a similar drop the four to five millimeter drop they're the same cushion essentially so they're really not different enough i've seen jess run uh she's also run a lot in the
1: um she's ran in brooks before Mm -hmm. i jess this is for you i would like you to get a pair of an endorphin speed threes oh they're the best Um, i would like those to come in those should be once a week once a week shoe you can do the mock or the Bondi for um for other runs, mm-hmm. long runs, easy runs, um the Endorphin Speed three. I'd like to see those. Try those on your tempos. Yeah. And for your next races, um, and I think I've offered this before. Now that you, once your injury is kind of healing or stable, but you can always just run in my Pringle mm-hmm. on them. I'd like to see you get some fast shoes with carbon plate in them, um, uh, probably either Nike or Saucony, um. I'm I'm just not recommending the Hoka One for Hoka runners. I'm not sure that there's enough advantage in the carbon X's at this point to where they make them that much better than say the right. tr- like the, the mocks or the or not the mocks, the um
0: rincones. Like you're saying, right. like trainers.
1: I think the rincone is such a fast, lightweight, responsive shoe mm-hmm. that even because, and I say this, having run marathons in the Canvara, I think it's fast. I think it's like a racing flat. Like the Canvara is like a racing flat. Yeah. Sure, it doesn't have that carbon and that extra bounce, but it has the other – like, for years, people just ran in racing flats. Yeah.
0: So I – It may not be worth the, right. like, Although they the the, – I mean, they're fun, though, and they they're, do have – They're a, fun. They, they have a are, great speed they're The They're rocker. Role. Yeah. The rocker makes you a feel a little faster, role. but, yeah. I think
1: they're a 10K shoe. I think they're a track workout shoe. I'm not sure they're a marathon yeah. race shoe. I didn't feel that – and granted, I have the first gen of them. I mm-hmm. didn't feel that, like – that lower leg freshness in the back half of the marathon yeah. the
0: way I do in the Vaporfly. They flies. don't have the bouncy trampoline soles. Yeah. That, and, so.
1: well, And I dealt with cramps in the marathon yes, in them. No, I'm still happy I wore them. They were comfortable, but I didn't get that fresh feeling. I, my legs feel fresh the longer I run in the Vaporflies. Which is really cool. Which is very, very cool. <laughs> and in fact, this weekend,
0: scared... <laughs> We went out and we did what was supposed to be marathon
1: pace miles. Mhm.
0: Yeah, so we were supposed to do a, a block of seven, which is a pretty intimidating block. It's not- Especially for us because we've never done
1: that before. Because we haven't
0: been doing them. Because we were, we were building up from what, we were of a, a three, a four, a five. I don't know, we kind of skipped them. Yeah. So we were supposed to well, jump, we, d- we, we did the three. We
1: desperately needed a down week. So we, we traded that workout for a down week because we essentially traded our advanced yes. plan down to an intermediate plan. Yeah. So it was it was sanctioned, a sanctioned trade. Yeah. Um but then we decided to kind of move,
0: move it, the weeks there, around. There's my burp
1: on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um we decided to move our weeks around and so we we were like, all right, well we're feeling like we need to do something this weekend because we had essentially another down week, kind of skipping our 26th we're cutting it short or, yeah shortening it so so we did this seven mile block and we were supposed to be 909 and we did um 10 minute mile or we did 60 30s
0: so we, he really busted it out um yeah so we warmed up with a little over a mile it was like a mile and then yeah, two minutes
1: yeah it was i think it's
0: 1.15 1.2 11 you know eleven fifteen. Yeah. i think was the pace for that i'll pull up our splits and then, yeah, we essentially... And then we fucking crushed it. <laughs> well, so we... That first one out from there, we, oh, we said... Did, we did... We were like, oh, well, let's do one fifteen and 30. Yeah. Because, okay, so 9.09 is a two-minute and 30-second interval for any, like, typical Galloway plan. And we know that that's... Any typical Galloway too much runner. longer. Yeah. Too much running. Too long of a run. That two minutes is too long for us. So we said, let's shorten it. You know, let's do one fifteen and 30, thinking that would be... Um, that that would work. So, yeah, we we did that... 11:15, 11:30 11, 11, pace for for a mile, or 1.8. Then our first mile ended up at an 8:45, and we thought, well, we're still maybe running too fast, too long. So we yeah. switched to the 60 30s. So 60 30s. Our second mile was 8:47, third mile was 8:42, 8:31, yeah, 8:40, 840, 8:46, which had big hill in it, big hill, and then 8:05. <laughs> Actually, it was no eight fours didn't have the big hill, but we we but, yeah. slowed ba- down. We, we were coming back. We were just kind of chilling out. And then eight o five, and like, and I don't know where that came from.
1: A marathon Liz exists somewhere after running for an hour, and usually in the heart rate zone over 180, 175. Marathon Liz comes out. I like she used to come out all the time. Like we were running, I remember this one run, and I'm like, we're we're running, and it was a long run, and we just decided to throw in a fast mile, and I'm like, easily just cruising, at this like six six yeah. forty eight pace running, and I'm slightly ahead of Naomi, and and then like the beep happened, we were doing ninety thirties, and I think we were hitting seven thirty six or something ridiculous, and and I was like. I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, I looked down at my watch and I was like, so, I was like, future marathon pace. Yeah. Because that's how like blindly I believe in it in was.
0: And Naomi it was goes, there. She was like, yeah, I saw it. She was yeah. like, you're gonna break three someday. <laughs> I saw it with my eyes, like no joke. Yeah. So in that last mile, I mean, our you know our our run speed, and we saw it dropping. We were like, oh, we're running yeah. at six thirty. Oh, we're running like our run speed got to six o two for the. Pace during that mile, and yeah. um, I did. My heart rate did go to max zone, and I and I and we we said this is not marathon pace. No, no, we knew it wasn't. We knew it wasn't. We knew it was more threshold. We knew it was more tempo. But um, you know, we knew it wouldn't. Being the last mile of the block, we knew it wouldn't derail us completely. It right. wouldn't be too hard for us to recover and from.
1: We already were going to have this heart rate drift. I I still believe because of the heat and the sun, your heart rate was going to be there. Yeah.
0: It was sixty-six degrees. It that was going to
1: be there no matter what pace we went, and I think that because it was short enough, I didn't think that the the effect of the extra lactate um, was going to have a damaging effect on the mitochondrial advantages of like the lactate yeah. shuttling from
0: yeah lactate, all of that it's it doesn't very having a disadvantage it has an advantage like, well you know, i just mean the, like the yeah. overload the yes. overload like i yeah. didn't
1: think we got you up to like that you right know, high lactate zone and right? we didn't sustain it either exactly was it good. wasn't sustained but it does make me kind of hold on gonna... let the dog, the dog back. back dog
0: back in. in dog back out penny has always got to be part of the pod
1: She's very, very interested in running and mitochondria. Penny is a mitochondria nut. But essentially, I didn't think that there would be detrimental effects to throw that in at the very end. I think that if you're faster miles or at the beginning of your workouts, you definitely should be adjusting something. If you're finishing a workout like this and then you're hobbling... That's not good no we were able to go out and throw down some really great miles yesterday too mm-hmm. even just easy easy but,
0: miles we but a no little issues.
1: little tight a little sore um but nothing like. Nothing
0: like after
1: the ten miler or the half that we did, right? Um, Nothing that
0: would prevent us from like walking or gait gate to be messed right. up. It was more like like my quad was a little sore, which is a perfectly it was normal like it reaction. Like quad yeah. soreness is like Gross. okay, I did something, Gross. yeah, yeah.
1: So so we're kind of excited. It, it does really make me rethink the sixty thirty marathon. Like you know, just because we were going to be able to slow down so much from that. Um, and it's like, yeah. I look down at my watch. I have to tell you, during a 60 second run, I look down at 49 seconds every time. Every like, time. I'm That's really long tempted enough.
0: to be like, oh, we should do 49.30. Well, what's <laughs> cool is, so here's what's really cool is that we then, that, you know, after that 8.05, which, you know, that hot mile, we then took 60.30. I still am like, 60.30 8.05 is not like, that doesn't compute in my mind. Anyway, so the next mile was, you know, a recovery. We literally walked for two minutes. Mm-hmm. We finished that mile in, a, and we switched down to thirty thirties. Yeah. After that, we finished in a ten nineteen on that mile, and then the next, um, you know, almost a mile was ten oh six.
1: Oh, and we walked and up a giant hill for that one.
0: That one had the big hill in it. Yeah. And then the last little half mile, because we we wanted to lap it at ten, just to see what it looked like. The last little half mile was ten twenty seven. And what was cool is, so the overall, even with 11.30s at the beginning, mm-hmm. 10.30s at the end, we had an overall average of 9.16 for 10.5 miles. Yeah. Great adjusted pace in Shava, 9.09 for 10.5 Which miles. Which four hours. So it shows you that you can take a recovery. So even on race day. Like yeah. If you've got, like, you throw down that hot mile and your heart rate goes up, you're like, whoa, okay, I'm not sustaining this 8.05. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Let me just you don't need to throw away your whole race exactly
1: now the risk is so in marathon running and in all running in general the risk is if you burn that fire too hot and flame it up really high at the beginning your body is going to kind of go into stress mode and it's very hard to get it back so that's why we talk about controlling right from the beginning and going slower than and i would say in every race distance you can do this go slow and bank speed for later and so you can't go fast and bank time to slow down later because what happens is your muscles use up all the glycogen in them and then no matter what we've talked about this before you only get 20 25 of the glycogen that you take in or glucose that you take in during from race nutrition during the run goes to your muscles so your muscles are really like they're depleted if yeah if you fire it up fast you really have shot yourself you've got to make sure that and I've got to stop saying that phrase because it's not a good one um, but you've really got to make sure that you're taking things out slowly and that you're stoking that fire gently from the beginning because you 100% can bank speed for later and that's really what we did there um, now not all is not lost If you are going out, let's say, and your goal is to run, you know, a nine-minute mile for the marathon, and you go out and your first mile is an 8.45, not all is lost. Go ahead and take that next mile at a 9.15. Like, take it back right away, consciously. Don't wait for mile 10 to pull that back. Give yourself, even if you're like, oh, my gosh, but I'm so excited, give yourself a couple in the marathon couple of yeah. 10 minute miles at the beginning, even if your goal pace is a nine minute mile, because you can bank that speed for later. Because if it's if it's a goal that you can actually achieve, you should be able to throw down some 8.30s at the end to make up for those 10s. And that's what I'm talking about, banking speed for later. Because if you can do a nine minute mile in a marathon, you should be able to run an eight flat 5K. So the speed of eight minute miles should not be out of this world. If you can't, your your goal for the marathon is incorrect for your fitness. And that's really important for people to understand. I think marathon goal setting is so yeah. difficult. It's so difficult. Everyone I know who's gotten faster at the marathon has gotten faster at every shorter distance. Oh yeah. Um. I think with with training, like with the equivalent training, you line up anybody at a five k, you line them up up at a marathon, they're going to finish in about the same order.
0: Yeah. I and- mean,
1: with equivalent training, no, you're going to have some. Oh, you're going to have some people where, you know, they're. In the 5K, and we're talking average runners. We've got one that's a 24:45, and one that's a 25:03. The 25:03 runner might be better at the marathon, but in general, they're going to finish around the same in the same yeah. percentages, in the same percentages of the field. So
0: yeah, and with um with especially the marathon, but any distance, like really, it's you got to restrain yourself. We talked about this last week about speed limits. You got to restrain yourself yeah. for that first, at least the first half. And with the marathon, that's the that's what happens is you go out, you get these eight, you have an 845 couple of first miles. You're and like, oh, I'm in better fitness than I, I thought. <laughs> right. I'm actually gonna, you know, run faster than I thought I was gonna run. And then it comes to get you at somewhere after mile 15. So what you wanna do is really, especially with the marathon, is have the speed limits in place and have mm-hmm. it's gonna be more like 15, 16, 17 miles that you need to yeah. keep restraining yourself and keep telling yourself, no, 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 and pull yourself back. And if you have those super fast miles, you can feel yeah. like Okay, you know, take a breather. It's okay. You can literally take a two-minute walk break. You My, can stop at a, what we did at Jeff's race, stop at a water stop, refill our bottles oh, for over a minute standing yeah. there. And you can yeah. still, your, your race is not It's not thrown it's away. Not over. And in fact, the recovery sometimes yeah. can reset. be so beneficial.
1: It's a reset. I love, I love the phrase when I run longer distances. Relax, you've got nothing but time. Because you do. You have nothing but time out there. You know, you've got time to just take in the scenery. You've got time. There's nothing to be anxious about as you go. So you just have you nothing but time. Um, it is, I think, it's so nice to kind of take it mile by mile. Yeah. And I, I, everybody says, oh, it's a 20-mile warm-up with a 10K race. I even think the marathon and... I'm, g- you know what? This is going to be my new phrase. It's a 26 mile warm up with a .2, 2 race. <laughs> finish
0: and line uh, shoot. yeah, and
1: I expect I expect everyone to to drop it down the way I did in my, in in my, in my mountains, mountains to, beach, to with beach. That 550.
0: I don't face, know. It I think I kinda, 450
1: <laughs> Maybe that's going to be my goal.
0: Maybe that's going to be
1: my goal. My fastest mountains to beach
0: finish, finish shoot. Finish that would be amazing. Oh, I love that that last point too. And mount oh, speech good is, luck. Yeah, Mounts Beach is a good one because it doesn't, you know, the GPS doesn't get thrown off by buildings or anything at the end, so oh you my can gosh. see it on a, on a, you know, on your on your splits after that oh point too. It's so but, funny. Um, so yeah, I think what all, the other thing is that people don't think about is you know when you're picking or when you're choosing a time, you're saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going for sub four, like that's a nine oh nine, and so you think, okay, well, I want average, I want average nine oh seven, right? Because but you're you're thinking about as if you're going to split evenly and have oh, a nine oh seven yeah. for every mile of this race. That is not reality. No my, one's going to have a completely mile over mile split evenly. So my
1: absolute favorite thing is using the Find My Marathon Race Predictor. Yeah. Uh, or and my favorite way to put it in is to put a very conservative start with a very negative split. And i think that that's a good way to go and then i even take that and i like to take another minute from the back from the second half and add it to the front um and i like to then do it by grade adjusted so that you've got it will kind of show you that even if you're trying to average 909 you're going to have some 836s in there and you're going to have some we have 940s. 950s and mm-hmm. 940s and it's really really fantastic that's a great great start um, I have done that I've done um, kind of pace plans for uh, GW Parkway 10 miler for people I've done it for Marine Corps I actually have a really cool Marine Corps strategy that a lot of people have used with a lot of success and here it is I'm gonna, and we'll I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get close to Marine Corps this fall So it is a six-mile warm-up, and then it is the best half-marathon in all of D.C. (laughs) Yeah. And so you go run your half-marathon in a six, six six-and-a-half-mile party to the finish. Yeah. And if you race – well, so then actually after your half-marathon, you walk the whole bridge. And that's your recovery, and then you get to and the bridge mile twenty. Yep, and then you get to party through to the finish. Party
0: through Crystal City. Yeah, grab some Fireball whiskey. Yeah. Just go for it. <laughs>
1: but it's a, it's a great way to break up the the Marine Corps because it is such a wonderful like. After once you get to Rock Creek Parkway through Georgetown, you get to Rock Creek Parkway like into through the city. It's just such a great race course. Yeah, it's a great place is. to run. And so if you can kind of hold yourself back on those first miles, and really like really attack those middle, knowing that you're gonna take your. Rec- there it is again. Another burp podcast. <laughs> you're gonna take your your recovery at the bridge. Then you're also conquering the bridge. The bridge yes. feels hard for everyone. Slight uphill, hard concrete, full sun. Everyone's walking. Everyone hates it.
0: Everyone's so instead of being up. like,
1: oh, I'm walking, it be like, right. I'm walking. Power the bridge. walk across the bridge. Yeah, and don't even stress about like. Sure, you could do intervals on the bridge too, but you can literally. It's only a mile. You can like. Yeah. Most runners can walk a fourteen-minute mile, fifteen-minute mile, and so depending on your pace, you can walk proudly that entire thing. Yeah, and just really crush it, or go down to like an easy interval. Like let's say you've been you raced that middle, um, that middle half marathon. You did a two and thirty or one and thirty or whatever. You can go down to thirty thirty or fifteen thirty for the bridge, and then go back to your intervals. We also really like at the end to do to switch the watch to thirty thirties and do run throughs. Yes. Um. And cheerleader beeps. Cheerleader beeps. And then you're like, okay, it beeped. Which what are we doing? What are we doing? Running yeah. through or
0: walk or uh, taking our break? That's what's amazing too. Like one of the very there's so many many amazing things about Galloway, but one of the things I love is that the walk breaks are a reset. They're a mental mm-hmm. and physical reset, and you have that ability to switch things up you know, at any point during the race, you can make decisions on the day. You can change, you know, the plan based on what you need to do at that moment. And maybe it's, Running less, maybe it's running more, and you know it gives you that flexibility.
1: And that's why we really recommend a, a timer, an interval timer that is separate from the one on your Garmin. Yeah. We recommend either a Gym Boss, which is the little like it looks like a beeper. Yep. And the women clip usually clip it here, men clip it bra, down um, down on their, their hips, waistband, or yeah. they actually make a strap so you can have mm-hmm. it on your wrist as well. Yes. And on your wrist, it looks like the really old school garments you remember? Yeah. Like when the it's Garmin this big was,
0: boxy. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> or the Timex Iron Man Sleek Watch. That that watch. Love. It's yeah. the Timex Ironman Sleek. It has fifty lap, um, fifty lap and interval timer. Um, make sure you're getting the Ironman ones. Not all of them have the, the interval, interval timer. timer. Yeah. And speaking of Ironman, actually, Jill messaged us, um, just the other day. She still has my BP watch. Yeah. And she's running down in Florida, and she's yeah. like, she's like, I'm so glad that I had it. She was not. Interested in intervals when we were training at no, all. she
0: doesn't like doing it
1: in less, She didn't. You know. And then she was like, I'm doing an Ironman. I think yeah. that's the only way I'm going to be able to get through it. And now she's like kind of a convert. And the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I told you this, but when we both did Richmond that year and I had my friend Colleen pacing me. Yeah. She, she was doing Ironmans. Um, she went and did Kona like that's how good she is yeah and she goes you know I was so happy that I had done that marathon with you using intervals because before the sun went down like it was everything I could to just keep moving um. and so the intervals really saved me and Aww. then once the sun went down I was able to like pick up my run plan again because she's a she's a very very strong runner right very strong cyclist swimming is not I mean she's Gotten so much better at it. I mean, she's
0: obviously she she's went to Kona. Kona so she's good enough. She's amazing. <laughs> to to she's Kona. amazing. But
1: I remember um, the race where she qualified for Kona. They had some issue where they had to cut the swim. Yeah. A little bit, and so what it was it cut the swim or cut the bike. Anyway, it basically it she's just and, yeah. she she's phenomenal. But again, um, the intervals kind of intervals saved her. don't right intervals do not have to be for slow people. Intervals do not have to be something that you work towards getting rid of. Even yeah. if you do find that you prefer, because I've heard this from a lot of runners, I just don't want to take a walk break, right? to Walk through water stops. Even if that's all you do, you will get some performance, some mental performance gains, mental gains and performance gains
0: during races. Yeah. So. Um, and and using intervals when you're training, like she, you know, right now she's in Florida. When you're running in hotter conditions than now, normal, if you're running in more difficult conditions than normal, if it's on, the Ironman, the marathon in the Ironman. If, like you, if, that's, that if may, you have an easy yeah. run
1: and you look down and you are close to your half marathon pace, and you're like, but it feels easy, take a walk break and then do it again because you're going to get more adaptations yes. from turning that into a low threshold workout versus with the recovery then you are from flooding your cells with lactic acid even though your body can even though your body can shuttle it out just fine but by keeping it at a lower zone and I'm not explaining it as well as David and Megan so go <laughs> listen to the SWAT podcast what happens is when you keep that lactic acid right at that level where, you're, where your cells can shuttle it out easily, the, sh- the cells, your mitochondria, learn to, to be more efficient at it, mm-hmm. right? But when you overload them, sure, you're gonna get some performance gains, might not hurt your body, but you're not going to get all the improvement from that zone two lactate, two millimoles of lactate training. Right. So if your race pace is your goal race pace is an 8:45, and you're going out and running all your runs at 8:45s. It's time to slow down. Yeah, uh,
0: and Naomi can tell you you get faster when you do that. Yeah, exactly from experience, and that's what that's what changed for me was going from running all my runs at 8:45 and and then still not breaking four in the in the marathon. To switching to where I'm not running slower. We're still running. We're running faster. Freaking seven think, minute to down to six minute pace. I think in these run runs.
1: speed. Run speed. You run w- way faster now. Yes. Than even than I did even though then. we're slower and not as fit as we were then. Right. We are. Our run I, speed is is fast. Yeah.
0: I think my run speed has gotten faster in the last year than it yeah. was when I was in when I was in PR shape. Yeah. Because at that time I was still learning galloway and I was still doing a lot of like longer
1: intervals and yeah
0: the longer intervals yeah
1: we actually had that conversation kind of on a run you are a fast twitch muscle runner like according to your genetics yet there were times where you were saying I feel like I just need to run longer in order to keep this pace and I kind of said this weekend I said actually I think you just need to run shorter faster yeah we need to just use those fast twitch muscles and we just need to teach those Uh, intermediate fibers to be endurance fibers right so it's it's really like just teaching like it's not about going down to like just barely like what can you sustain for longer it's about getting way faster
0: yeah no and i've embraced that this cycle because it's so fun too a year ago um when i and we weren't training together a year ago you were you started training for boston but you had taken a break and i was training for halves. And I went and did, you know, the the half in Philly, and I think it was a 156. Yeah, and I think I used three and thirty, and that course is an easier course than Jeff's race. And I was, you know, using three and thirty versus one and thirty at Jeff's race, and and essentially a faster time. If I know, you, especially if you're great adjusted, or but yeah, or at the same time if you don't. Yeah. So yeah, it goes to show that shorter intervals, again, can make you faster, faster. especially,
1: and, and especially if you're in those 11 minute mile paces, 10 minute mile paces, and you're over one in 30 right now for your, I, I challenge you to go out and do, if you're using longer on your, on your runs, I challenge you to go out and do a 15, 30 block for a mile, but I want you to run fast for your 15s. I want you to, like... Think of them as strides and just do one you know just do 10 15 second sprints like that um heck even four if you're not using jeff's drills his cadence drills and acceleration gliders those are fantastic for improving running economy and improving foot speed um you know, mixing it up, variation, like training, is not about doing the same thing every day. <laughs> training is about mixing it up, having some polarization in there. Um, and we talk about easy miles, and there's no such thing as too slow. And we embrace the easy, and we love the easy. Yeah. But it's also you've
0: also got to do some. Got to do the fast too. Some fast, fast and furious too. Um, and then the adaptation happens in in the rest. And so there's a lot. The There's a lot of
1: adaptation to gain, no matter your age, no matter your fitness. There's a there's a lot of benefit. Recreation runners, we all have so so much potential and so much untapped potential. If you're looking at somebody who you started running with and now they're like ridiculously amazing. (laughs) um, Yes. And they're ridiculously amazing. Like, definitely ask what they did in childhood because, you know, this is a super fun stat. The fastest kids become the fastest adults. So your Makes childhood sense. fitness does, in some ways, like the outliers are going to be the outliers as adults. Yeah. Um, But it in other ways that it doesn't dictate anything because I know a lot of amazing child athletes who have they they were amazing child athletes now they're adults and they just lack um they lack the drive or willingness to do anything because um the fun the play was burnt out of them yeah
0: because remember keep it fun (laughs) yeah exactly keep it fun that's that's a good stat because like you look at lauren fleshman and megan roach and both of them were i love their stories of when they were 11 years old and they only you know beating every single boy in their school and in their county and it was like yeah oh my gosh right, if my sister you know.
1: ever decides to run she's gonna blow me out of the water I know. like i'm serious she I know. Was, she would be she so good be um yeah but she's like oh, i can't she well and you know it's it's foot and ankle and and oh that's the other thing as adults we do have to as we get older we do have to treat our bodies like nicely too yeah um, and it's really i will tell you even though we've we've both dealt with some aches and pains this cycle I would not trade those. I would not trade my fitness to not have those. If that makes sense. Like right. Like
0: right, you mean like in, if you didn't have the injuries but you were sitting on a couch yeah. and not working out. Like that's not a trade-off. I would I would much right. rather take that's why I'm still running through the yeah. pain because I'd much rather have the
1: Yeah. Well, so a friend of mine, I just found out that she went on a she went on a trip with her work to Alaska. In last that's cool. uh, last summer, she like fell well, we, we love these motorized scooters that are everywhere and she and her husband <laughs> took them out and she fell either before or after using the scooter and then again in her backyard and hurt her ankle really oh. badly fractured her ankle last summer and then this year on the plane on the way to Alaska did something and tore her ACL. Oh
0: my god. So
1: she's got to have ACL surgery and I have gone through PCL surgery um, on my knee, and so like I've had debridements, I've had other things happen with my knee, and I was much younger, but the advice that my, at the time when I hurt my ankle, I was actually close to this weight, and I was not very fit, I was drinking all the time, I was 23 Not my ankle, <laughs> my knee, I was 23, or 22, because then I turned 23 and had the surgery. Anyway, um. My doctor said, I want you to get into the best shape of your life before I do surgery because it's going to make rehab even better. Yeah. So that's what I did. Um, I did Matt Pilates. He said also, like studies, when you when you tear your ACL and you don't repair it, you're at a higher risk of osteoarthritis later. But that's long term. For six months or so in a hinged brace, just you push through, you get into really great shape. You can with that hinge brace on, you can do almost anything. You can lift, you can you know walk, you can even kind of jog. Like I mean, I've had athletes as long as you know you're feeling stable and it's not throwing off your gait, you can get into pretty great shape. And so I I told her I said listen, I was like and Jenny call me like let's let's go, um let's go walk, let's do mat Pilates together, whatever. Um, but I, I definitely told her, I said, listen, like, like I know after your ankle, we were going to like swim and, and all of this. I was like, let's get into really, really great shape. Let's get through the summer before you have the surgery, because then you're not having surgery and sedentary during the hot months when it's hard to get out. And then you're trying to gain back your fitness when it's cold and you, it's hard to get out. Like, let's get, let's get you the best shape of your life. Cause she's, I want to say she's 36 six or 37, so she's a little younger than
0: us, and anyway, so and I hope she takes that me out much yeah. better, the recovery yeah. from surgery, yeah, from any traumatic thing, right, like, the, yeah. it's like birth, like, be, you know, being in better shape during my yeah. preg- my most recent pregnancy with my son versus my daughter, like, really like Even me, though you were older, much Much older, much older. <laughs> like, way older, like, geriatric, yeah, no, so they, it, it definitely helped me, like, I yeah. wanted to stay fit through pregnancy for a variety of reasons, but I knew that one of them would be you know, being able to come back stronger and not have to like struggle like I did after my daughter with just, you know, the simple things. But like, I
1: think I think I did hear you say after the fact, um, that you wish you had done different some different exercises yes. during pregnancy and not run as much.
0: Um, so I don't know if I would have I think I shouldn't have come back so quickly to running yeah. I think that I could have probably not run so much during pregnancy. And maybe the I later don't know when that it was of, like... Yeah, because I did end up with some prolapse, which thankfully has resolved it on oh, its own great. at this point. I don't have that issue, but I did have some uterine prolapse, which is like your uterus is leaning, pressing into your bladder, and makes you feel like you have to pee all the time. And this is after you've given birth, and a lot of women, of course, it's like probably more than 50% of women who, you know, will just not realize it's an issue and they're leaking or having, you know, they're sneezing yeah. and, to, and they wet themselves. Like, that is an issue, ladies. Like, yeah. get, go to a, you know, a PT who specializes, in, another PT that you yeah. want to go to the right kind of PT that specializes in, um, you know, in... Postpartum in, recovery. In, exactly. The and postpartum health and, yeah. Yeah, and so, fortunately, I you know, resolved. But, like, that's one of those things where you can cause more damage by, like, Pushing through and being yeah. like that superhero of like oh I can just keep running through pregnancy and I can keep running through you know run right yeah after and some birth.
1: some women can and some women can't yeah. and remember that you know I mean we'll probably have a whole pregnancy yeah hopefully we'll have a whole pregnancy ish like episode series. series on the pod <laughs> but you know remember that when you give birth you have a like giant scab in your uterus that yeah. has to heal and so the six week guideline is is just a guideline. Um, It could take much longer. Don't feel like you have to be a hero. I like to say that, you know, you really don't even think like you have to do anything until you're three months after birth, Um, you know, because your body has a lot of healing to do. Don't feel like you have to get anything back because you have a brand new body. You're not going
0: back. You're going forward. Forward. Forward in time. Don't look back. You're not going that way.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. So um hopefully we've inspired people to uh, to you know be amazing and and keep running and you know slow down to get faster and bank some speed for later and all the yeah. things we've talked about today so. and if
0: you want to support the pod you can visit rungalleygirls.com slash shop yeah um, there's we have our lots links to great our- links there yeah, commercial shop- affiliates.
1: Shop at beautycounter.com slash ren galloway girls um, and get some amazing skincare and sunscreen. Which I definitely needed sunscreen this weekend. I already have tan no. lines from <laughs> our run. So I, I
0: used my beauty counter on Sunday. So I would. I I, st- I have some tan lines. So I was and like, oh um, no. And Orgain, If you go to um, Orgain, you can use code Coach. Is it Coach? Coach thirty for a discount. For a discount and. Um, that's you know our favorite protein uh, shake, and I yeah. even got my daughter to drink some yesterday, and she said it, it was pretty good, Ooh. and I'm going to get her to start drinking that because we need her to you know, gain <laughs> some weight get so, yeah, some because, muscle.
1: Oh, one more thing. I know that we're already heading into an hour, and I thought that this was going to be a short podcast, but I guess not. <laughs> I got to speak to a high school runner um, at uh, the visitation service on Monday night, yeah. Um, and she's a freshman in high school, and she is just rocking it. And so now oh, cool. I'm friends with her on Strava and on Garmin. Oh, fun! And so I can't wait to see her running. She is going after a PR in the mile this weekend at South Lake. Oh Lakes. my gosh! So I actually thought that it's on Saturday. I was I was hoping so. Yeah, there's a watch. meet on Saturday, so we might not be able to do mile repeats there. Well, we can. Yeah, but we, we can, can go, go watch. watch. Um, she is. She wants to break her PR. Is five fifteen right now. And her race plan is to do seventy fives for the first three laps, and then bust it out as All fast right. as she can. That's so exciting! So I'm so. And there's another girl that runs. A, her PR is like. A second faster, and so they're like going to be like Yay. trying they to have each that other together. To, like, help, yeah, which like, is really really
0: exciting. Build off That's um, cool. and
1: we've actually seen her out in the races, and and I was like Carolyn, I've seen you on races, yeah. and I like scream. She's like, oh, I look for you now. I was like, okay, good. Aww. I was like, well, if you ever want to like borrow Sparkles, you and your team. Yes, <laughs> I think I think it would be so cute because um I think in high school I think relays are really like where it's at. Yes, and she's on like the four by eight and the four by four. And like her four by eight, she's like really excited about. And the eight hundred is her favorite event. I like, oh wow! Oh, you like the pain? She's cave. a yeah. I was gonna she's say. She's like, well, damn. I think it's. She's like, I know you get a lactate in the eight hundred. I'm like, do you even know? What you, do you even know? <laughs> like if yeah, I'm like you're yeah eight hundred. Like you're, uh, you're a child. You're a child. Keep run, run faster. Um, That's cool. But she's uh, so she's um but she thinks the mile is harder so the 800 is her is her favorite cool so yeah that's it's really exciting and she's already running a 59 58 or 59 in the 400 which wow. is like that's good enough to go to college that's
0: awesome yeah that's exciting
1: I, my friend Jen ran the 400 in college and we were out doing 400s when I very first started running and um i was throwing down 72s which is pretty fast it's Yeah. it's pretty fast and she goes how fast do you think you can run? I was like, I was like, I don't know. And she goes, okay, I'm going to start ahead of you. Catch me. And I did. She goes, she goes, that was under a minute. Wow. You could She was like, you could have run in college. I was oh, like, wow. I'm like, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I was afraid of the 400 in high school. Right. Oh man. <laughs> I was terrified of the 400. Um. Yeah. I like hid in the bathroom.
0: Yeah. The track meet I yeah. was supposed to like, oh, run it, in the bathroom. No. I used to run uh, it. So, well, well Oh, well. I didn't run it all in high school. So Oh well. But but you
1: know, yeah. they just hired um they just hired a new distance coach. You know, if things if things like chill out, I think I might I might need to go and coach at I
0: at think the you high totally school. should. I think I'd really like you, it. Even though I, I only totally know
1: should. like marathon and longer, but I think and but yeah. I know swimming and I know yeah. speed. Yeah. You'd
0: you'd be fine. And so <laughs> you'd be totally fine. Well
1: and the thing I would love love about it is I would love to really bring, like, my thoughts on eat more. Like, yeah, okay, kids, eat a snack before you come to... Right, like, Fueling okay, and, it's after yeah. practice, here's some soda and chips. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I think that would be a huge thing to shift into the high schoolers' mindsets.
1: Okay, and very last thing. Megan and David stumbled on it in one of their podcast episodes. Nutrition advice for the general population is not advice for athletes. Yes. And that... I said that to Caroline this weekend I said so after you run because she's really smart or on Monday she's really smart I said well after you run and you've burned up all your glycogen what replaces glycogen she's like simple carbs I was like and what is fast easy simple carbs she goes like potato chips I was like yes good I was like soda she goes soda's a great idea oh. she's like I crave a coke after I run oh my god. I was like I was like, Coke has so much yep. sodium and that's why you crave it after you run. And I was her mom was listening. I was like perfect I mix. was like, I gotta tell you, I was like, these fast little perfect engine high schooler bodies, you do not need to put I was like, Right. She literally cannot eat enough calories of steamed broccoli and chicken. Right. To give her the fuel
0: she needs to run. So you
1: have to eat, like, you have to eat the good stuff, like, the good tasting (laughs) stuff. So even you adult runners out there, you have to eat the good stuff. You've got to fuel protein. And she was like, oh, and chocolate milk. I was like, yes, chocolate milk's the best. So it's great. So with that, that's a great, great hour-long episode. Yeah. Even starting late. Oh, that's good to know. And I don't think <laughs> either one of us, I mean, Scott
0: might be mad. But. <laughs> I'm just going to get home and get the kids out. So. Alrighty, All righty, right. we
1: will look forward to hopefully having a bonus episode sometime yes. soon. And definitely next week. And uh, have fun and stay running out there. Yep.
0: All right. All right. Bye. bye.